Welcome to Alex and Annie, the real women of vacation rentals. With more than 35 years combined industry experience, Alex Husner and Annie Holcomb have teamed up to connect the dots between inspiration and opportunity, seeking to find the one story, idea, strategy, or decision that led to their guests' big aha moment. Join them as they highlight the real stories behind the people and brands that have built vacation rentals into the $100 billion industry it is today. And now it's time to get real and have some fun with your hosts, Alex and Annie. Welcome to Alex and Annie, the real women of vacation rentals. I'm Alex. And I'm Annie. And we are here today for the November 1st, first of the month bonus episode. And oh boy, we've got celebrities in the house. We have the recipients of the VRMA major award, property managers of the year, Lance and Elaine Stitcher from Seaside Vacations. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, Blushing that, now. Thanks for Aww. having me. That's a heck of an intro. Well, I mean, it's a major award. And it was funny. Somebody <laughs> said major award. And I automatically thought of a Christmas story. Of course. Yeah. That, where the dad, gets, <laughs> the dad gets the major award. I was like, but yeah. I mean, and you carried it around. So I do have a question. Was it for Gile? No, no, I don't believe okay. so. No, we, we never... I dropped it. It wasn't. <laughs> I did. I dropped it. You know, I don't want to know. I was scared when I put it back up. No. I do wish we had gotten a, a leg lamp as well, though. That would have been really cool. Yeah. Oh, that would have been great. Well, yeah. You can give a leg lamp to the recipient next year on your behalf, right? Here, I thought we had not tested the fragile um, part of that, you know but uh, it was that. quite heavy. That was the, yeah, it, it was, was quite heavy. Yeah, well, I mean, you carried it around like you were light of foot, so he did, certainly did enjoy. He? <laughs> Everywhere he went, he put it on the table. I was starting to get a little embarrassed. I was like, we never made well, it. Back it's to a, the it's room a big thing, day. yeah. You know? It's a huge oh. deal. I mean, yeah. that's like winning like the Olympics for our business. I mean, it's amazing. I remember sitting there last year when the awards were being given out and watching um, Ginger and Hunter get their award and just, you know, watching the different people going up. And Tim, my marketing person, and I looked at each other and we're like, we're going to be up there one day. We just oh, didn't I love that. so soon. Yeah. So it was pretty exciting. Yeah. So for any of our, our listeners that aren't familiar, this VRMA, we just all got back from VRMA International in Orlando. It was the biggest vacation rental conference to date ever. Um, over 2,500 people there. Great energy was a just probably one of the best shows I think that the organization has put on. And there's several awards that are given out that the process to submit into being eligible for the awards is is quite lengthy and uh, there's a lot of competition obviously and Lance and Elaine they obviously they won so would like to hear from you guys what that process was was like and tell us what was in your eyes unique as to why you why you won over such really strong competition that's a tough one because there are so many worthy companies out there um, you know, from the day we started our business, we've just we've just been ourselves in every possible way with with owners, with guests, um, with our with our team. And really, I just laid it all out there what we've been doing. We've been working hard to grow a business that we could be proud of. And um, we involve our team in everything. We bring them to conferences. We're huge on education and we we built a laundry, which almost killed us. It still might kill us. It's been <laughs> challenging. We launched it um, in in June in peak season, which was crazy. And we're still working a few bugs out here or there. But 
Um, the community service aspect was yes, huge. We're very, very involved in our community. I love that. I love that. Your team is amazing. And yeah, it's just, I, I, I think it's cool to kind of look back because we interviewed you guys earlier in the year and you talked about the laundry and you talked about kind of like your long range succession plan. And it included all the, all the key players from your team. It wasn't just like one or two and it wasn't like a family thing you were going to pass on or you're looking to sell. Um, so involving your team obviously was crucial to win this award, but the laundry, um, I know we talked about that. We made jokes about it because it was um, Holy Sheets was the, right. the joking name. Of it. Did you, so did you actually, what did you no. end up naming it anyway? No, we didn't, but we tell that joke a lot. Yeah. You know, when we launched the laundry, we got so darned busy that we haven't really had a ceremony or named it, or we just got into doing laundry. Uh was talking to one of our laundry mentors. Uh, I think it was, uh, well, two, Joe Rafasco and Tim Cafferty. And I told him, I said, they said, how did it go? And I said, we had a great year. Everybody got sheets. We never missed a delivery. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't always conventional, much like, well, nothing in our business is. And some water issues. But we got the job done. Yeah. And we learned from, we have so many people to be thankful for. Like he said, Joe and Tim and um, actually we're going to visit Doug Brinley next week. We're going to spend a week in Seahawk and spend a few days with him. And um, of course we'd be we have to mention Amy and Carrie during COVID when we first started the research for our laundry, we went, we went out and spent a week with them. Um, so there's so many smart people in this business. And as you guys know, everybody wants to give back. Everyone wants to share what they know. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I mean, laundry is definitely one of the least sexy parts of the business and probably one of the least exciting sides of the business. But at the same time, it it can be a game changer in terms of your profitability. Um, I'm curious because we do, we have people that ask about this quite a bit when they're thinking about, you know, doing, bringing this in-house, what got you to that point and how did you make that decision to, to take this undertaking? Well, I'm going to let Lance answer that because he has truly been the laundry guru, but I want to lead with one thing a lot of people out there might not know. No one in our market included linens. Um, you could rent linens. We had, to, we had to drive an hour to pick them up and it was at a pretty hefty cost to us. And of course, we had to pass that along and it was hefty to the, the guests. So it's something we have wanted to do for years and years. And um, it's been an interesting transition because now we're also dealing with cleaners who have to make beds, who've never had to make beds. They don't really want to make beds. So there have been many challenges along the way. And um, we even had an owner or two say, is this going to hurt my reservations? Like they, you know, they had to look right. And it obviously it did not. And it has been a game changer for us, but we are still the only ones who not only include linens in the rental, but make the beds. Yeah, we find that um, I, I have actually been surprised. So I grew up in Virginia and vacationed in the, on the East Coast, so in the Carolinas. And then my best friend, um, they had a family house up in the Cape Cod area. And it's that's just kind of the norm of the East Coast is that you just don't provide linens. You always bring them. And so I was amazed um, in my current role um, with Marriott Homes and Villas, like how many people we run into that still don't provide that level of service. Um, so... Going into that, do you think that that's going to change your market? Do you think that that's going to make people want to do it? Because again, it's a big undertaking. But I, interestingly enough, I didn't think about the fact that you have to like now tell your linen runners that they have to like make the beds or your cleaners to make the bed. Like that's a whole different yeah. conversation. Yeah, uh, it, it is a different conversation, but it's actually gone fairly well. 
Um, I think it has been a, a it has made a shift in the market um, locally for us. It's just something who who wants to arrive at ten o'clock in the evening and walk in and have to make eight beds and a you know after they've been in the car for four or five hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know as how as far as how we got here for us, it's been on our roadmap for probably about four years. Uh, one of the biggest challenges was finding the right facility in the right location in our markets on the Eastern shore. We have a lot of septic systems and only a few towns that have sewer that could handle the capacity of doing a laundry project. Um, and I was literally just looking at listings online one day because we have a real estate brokerage as well. And I came across a church for sale. But I knew where it was, and I knew that it had the sewer capacity. I knew it had the water capacity, and I was thinking a little bit outside of the box. And Do you remember the timing of this, though? We had just gotten back from spring conference in Chicago, and I came home with COVID, as did a whole bunch of other people. And um, so we were more, we, you know, we were isolating at home at that time, and he finds this, and he drags me to see this laundry with COVID. <laughs> Obviously, nobody, it was a vacant building. Nobody else was there. But it was like, no, we have to go now. So here we were trudging over there. And for anybody else that wants to, you know, take this journey, it is the most simple, easiest, complex math problem ever. Yeah, yeah. Deceptively simple, yeah, endlessly complicated. Is that what you always say? He could tell you everything you want to know, and I'm fairly certain he does not know where the washer and dryer is in our current house. So And uh, and the, the laundry project project is kind of like the same with this award that we've been blessed with this year, and that you know we have we have a debt of gratitude to so many people that have come before us and helped us along the way. Um, you know, we always joke that nobody goes to school for this stuff. You just jump in and learn how to do it. Um, and you know, listening to podcasts like this one. Um, you can learn how to build and execute a vacation rental company. It, you know, nobody else is going to do the work for you, but there's so much sharing that goes on yeah. in this industry. Was it, That's the most amazing aspect of what we do to me. One of the coolest things at this last conference was we, we met a young couple. Well, they're not young. They're younger than us, so they're young. Um, <laughs> they had only had their business for about a year and a half, and they have 21 properties. And they came to us, and it just reminded me of the day that we were turning, you know, to Joe and Jody and all of our other friends. And and we were so excited. Like, we ended up sitting with them at the bar in the hotel and just, you know, pouring everything on them. And they had that excitement and passion that you need to have to succeed in this business. And they were just soaking everything up. And I think they'll be great, but it's so fun to be able to, you know, turn the tables and, and pass what we've learned along. Yeah. So literally you can thank God for the church that you got to do the laundry, (laughs) which led you to a successful year, led you to all of these great things, which led you to this award. So you've been very blessed And we too um, have been very blessed with your presence. And I said off camera, you guys represent everything that is good about our business and our industry. And, and, you know, your, your comment about people like to share. I mean, I think that's the one thing Alex and I talk about all the time is that the people in this industry are very forgiving and very giving and very open and kind. And you just don't find it. I've worked in the hotel sector and other sectors and it's just, it's vacation rentals are, are not like anything else. So 
thank you for everything that you've contributed to make this a great business. Oh, to be in. Thank, thank you. you guys. We couldn't do this without you. I mean, I think, didn't we meet you guys in 2020? I think that was the first time we really crossed paths and we've grown in an amazing friendship. I think the first time I met you guys in person was in Chicago, actually, because I think I had followed you online for a long time. Yeah. And I thought, I kind of want to meet them because it's you know, like they're always having fun. <laughs> I feel like that I know that I've crossed paths with Annie in the past, mm-hmm. uh, but that's been a few minutes ago. Yeah. You know, yeah. One, one thing that I try to get through to our team when we go to a conference is these friendships don't, they don't happen because you sit with the people you came to the conference with, you know, you have to, you have to step outside your comfort zone and sit with people you don't know, look for people who do what you do and, and just talk and solve problems together. But if we just, you know, remained wallflowers, we would have missed out on so much. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got a a great group of friends within the industry and, and we're all blessed to, to have these opportunities. It feels like we get to go on these little mini vacations together. I mean, somebody said to me the other day, and it's the same for me as well. I see my industry friends more than I see my regular friends back home in a lot of cases because we have so many events and market visits and things that we're doing to travel. But well, and that's what makes it so much fun. And I agree with you about this conference. Um, Vegas was huge and a bit overwhelming. And I feel like it really lacked those um, those connections, those, you know, meetings where you could really talk to people. But as big as Orlando was, when I first got there, I thought, oh my gosh, look at all these people. And people do this with kids and they come here on purpose and they spend a lot of money for it. But um, no, it was amazing. And it was very warm and and there were lots of opportunities to just chat with people. And I thought it was a fabulous conference. Yeah. While no venue is perfect, I really felt like it was a great venue. And I figured out what the difference was this year, because when we were in Vegas, they took our group of about 2,500 people and <laughs> dropped us in the midst of another 50,000 people. True. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. And then this year... <laughs> this year, this year, it was mostly the VRMA crowd that was at the resort and certainly in the conference hall. And you didn't have to go through the casino to get there. And you could actually, you know, look across the room and see the people that you wanted to connect with, whereas that was so difficult last year. Yeah. So hats off to VRMA on a great, great location. And you can feel the energy as we all get excited for DARM and the Women's Summit. I mean, that was just bubbling over there. So yeah. Yeah. No, we've got that coming up and that's definitely going to be a, a nice or a really great two conferences just back to back. I, I do want to mention one thing, Annie, I don't think I, I told you this, but uh, Steve Trover had mentioned on his show, it was one of our very early episodes about how he was at a VRMA conference one year and he got lost and ended up in the lunch for a different conference that oh, was yeah. nearby. <laughs> and he got his lunch and then he went, he sat down and he, he said, I realized he was like, I just... I didn't know the people, but he was like, I just knew this was not the industry. This was not the conference that I, I clearly I'd come for. But he was like, I just knew from the energy that it wasn't anything like what our you know group really had yeah. together. And so at this event in Orlando, uh, my husband and I stayed on, uh, I, I had that session on Wednesday. And so we stayed Wednesday night before we flew out on Thursday. Wednesday night, a new, a new group came in, a new conference. And so they were dressed much more fancy than we all dress, which I'm all about dressing up. So I was like, that, that's, they look like they're probably having fun. But it was not the same vibe at all. <laughs> the rest of the, just the conversations and um, just being around them. And it just, it made me grateful of, of what we have. And, and I think, you know, we all see each other fairly often and that leads to why yeah. we have these close relationships and foster yeah. that creativity and, and collaboration. But 
Um, so lead, leading out of Orlando now, we're just about a month away from the Women's Conference and the DARM Conference. And uh, tell us, are you both attend? Are you both attending both, or are you splitting it up, or what's the plan? No, we are. We're, yeah. I, we were super excited that they were back to back like that, and um, we're yeah, we're bringing one, two, three. I think we have seven or eight coming to the women's summit wow. and then a couple, of, a couple of the ladies are going home and then we have another crew coming in. So I think we're bringing 10 or 11 people in all. Great. That's so great that you do that with your staff. I know I worked for a company years ago that it was, if we went to conferences, it was like one or two people went and they were supposed to come back and disseminate all the information out to 300 employees. And it's just, it's so great when you can bring your leadership that you're trying to mold into future leaders yeah. to take on the company, to, to participate. They feel valued. They feel part of the industry. And I think that's what makes the energy so exciting at our conferences is that people are there. They, they're there to learn and they're there to meet their peers. And otherwise they would never meet their peers outside of their, you know, their market. A perfect example of this is we brought George, our new laundry operations manager. And there were, you know, of course, we hooked him up immediately with Dirk and with Sean and with a few other people. So he got to make some connections and talk. There weren't a lot of sessions that really focused on what he does, but he walked away with a, a real feel for what our business is about. And he felt like he was part of something bigger. I think it ignited his excitement and passion for the industry because, you all know over there in the laundry building, that's not exactly glamorous, but he was so excited just to be a part of it. And he came back and he has been cranking stuff out to us all week long. I had this idea and I had that idea. So that's, that's really so great. great. Yeah. And we're trying to bring people from every department and a few people who've never come to a conference before. I mean, I think you guys know us well enough to know it's hard to bring a lot of people, but we invest in our people and they're the future of our company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so you know, rolling into rolling into the women's summit, I believe this will be my second. We've been to this will be the second one. Mm-hmm. So this will be our second women's summit. And uh, not that the bathrooms are crowded at VRMA, but from oh, a guy from a guy's perspective. <laughs> Yeah, you have no lines, no problems. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, and besides being one of the few guys that attend, I know I Steve Trevor, he said he'd definitely be there, but but you know, being one of the few guys, it's like you you're like golden, like all the women love you. You're, you know, you're our token date for everything, right? <laughs> I think we're I think we're going to see more more guys at this one. I really do. I, agree. You know? I think so too. And and they're honestly the last one, which was in 2021, I believe. Yeah, uh, in New Orleans. Orleans yeah. yeah. There, there's a de- there's a, definitely a good amount of guys. I mean, we hosted a panel of all guys, um, and like a talk show type format, and that was a lot of fun. But uh, Andrew McConnell, I remember, of course, he was there and, and was in some of the interesting sessions that <laughs> he so awkwardly didn't realize what he signed up for. I don't think, but he was a good sport about it. But it's uh, we're we're looking forward to it, and I think you know on the revenue side, I, I wanted to you know, take this opportunity to hear from you guys and see how things have been going. I know you use Wheelhouse and you helped us last year really kind of get an idea of all the amazing things and tools that they have built for the industry, along with Rev and Research, Ben Coleman and Rebecca Ballard to help decipher all the information that is there. Um, interested to hear your take on on what revenue management has been like this year and how it's been working with those two vendors. So it's been a really good year for us. Um, obviously, we've come down from the COVID high of 20 and a half through, I call it about uh, Q3 of 2022. That's that's when the high was for us. Um, 
But looking back, um, 2023 is probably 20, 25% over 2019. And if you take, if you take a year, four years ago and you add 5% a year, um, that's, that's not horrible growth. Uh, really so, good. Yeah. You know, we were, we were able to maintain occupancy rates where they, where we wanted them to be. And, and of course, that's always balanced with, uh, with average daily rate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the entire field of revenue management is, uh, is a whirlwind, especially if it's not the only hat you wear. Uh, which is why we enlist the help of revenue research because, you know, it's not the only hat we wear. We've got other jobs to, um, but the tools that Will, Wheelhouse has continued to roll out um, and the refinement of their product has been, you know, nothing less than extraordinarily and, you know, at the simplest level, just very helpful and very useful. Yeah. If you're up that much, you guys are having a great year, to be honest, because I mean, we talked to. Yeah. Andy and I both talked to companies all over and that's 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 a resounding high. <laughs> yeah. Well, and on the owner side of things, I will say um, we all, I'm sure, ended up with some homeowners that bought over the last couple of years. Right. They're the ones that have been really challenging because they they paid too much for the property and, and they were hoping that this gravy train would last forever. And now they're struggling and we're starting to see a few houses go on the market and we knew it would happen. Yeah. It's hard helping them to understand, in particular, if they worked with a realtor who does not understand vacation rentals. Yeah. And, you know, looking back at the year, um, and we, we've had a very good year. I have no complaints at all. But if there was one area that we kind of missed, I feel like we could have done a better job with rate management in the spring. Yeah, um, spring was late. But we learned from we learned from those mistakes back in April and, and we were able to capitalize on the rest of the year. Yeah. I talked to a lot of people that, um, well, Alex and I talked, we, you know, looked at our, our forward looking, um, show kind of at the end of last year. And one of the things I said was like, people need to be mindful of like, we're not, the rates need to come down. We can't keep with these elevated rates. And I talked to a lot of people that said, I wish I'd listened because I waited too long to take my rates to where they should have been. And I ended up having to discount them by so much that I compromised kind of like the flow for the year and where we were headed. But the people that just kind of sat there and just said, no, no, we're going to get it. Don't worry about it. We're going to, you know, and then it was like at the last minute, it was like markets just started falling off the the panhandle. You know, great example. Some of these homes on 30A were doing ridiculous numbers. And then again, to your point, a lot of owners bought at the height of the market and they can't get there. They just they weren't going to recoup it to begin with, but they were given some false promises. And I saw a stat recently that said that one in 500 homes bought in the last three years is under foreclosure in the state of Florida. That's a high, that, that this, I mean, one in 500 is not a ton when you look at the grant, but one in 500 is a lot just over yeah. the last three yeah. years. So, and I think we'll yeah, see so, more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do too. I don't think it's going to be bad. Like the last sort of real mm-hmm. estate, you know, problems that we had, but um, how are you guys um, kind of going to the, the revenue management again? I think that having a tool and having someone like Ben Coleman and his team be there for you. How do you feel like, has that given you uh, guardrails? Has it given you comfort? Has it given you like, uh, you know, an education that you didn't know that you were going to need or have access to? Like, what do you, what do you feel is like the biggest benefit of working with both Wheelhouse and Ben and his uh... team? It's there, there's several different benefits. And for me, it's a higher level um, conversation that I have access to with with Andrew um, from Wheelhouse and Ben, um, just talking about overall market dynamics and not just what's happening in our market, but what's happening in neighboring markets and, and even other markets along the East, East Coast and, and the Gulf Coast as well. 
um, because I looked, I like to look at overall traffic patterns. Um, I only actively manage rates for half of our inventory. Um, so Jason McConnell, um, in, up in Ocean City takes care of the other half of the inventory. Uh, but I, I lean on Ben to keep a closer eye on that because I simply don't have the bandwidth to, to be involved in every single rate conversation. And they take great care of they take great care of us. They're always there. I think. I mean, you you talked to Ben. We made a joke last time about him being at our house Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. He was here for Memorial Day. Yeah. <laughs> he did. He's here we Memorial Day holiday and just showed yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And, yeah, but they're very attentive and always there. And you know, we talked about the the change in the real estate market, and it, it is affecting vacation rentals. And and I've got one, you know, one of my favorite lines that applies to both, and I use it with owners all the time. Is I said, look, the market never lies. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are if you are priced too high, you will sit empty, or you will not sell. If you are priced too low, you're going to sell too quickly, or you're going to fill up. And it's you know, at the end of the day, it's a you know, it's just a basic equation of managing occupancy versus rate um, in order to to maximize what you can do with the property. One takeaway from this conference, I went into it wanting to talk to some of our industry friends to see what other people are doing. And my instincts were right. Um, we have to loosen our cancellation policy. You oh, know, absolutely. we have put it really yeah. tight yeah. the past couple of years. And I mean, we recently lost a guest to a VRBO reservation because the policy there was more lenient than our direct booking. That's yeah. just stupid. We cannot have that happen. So we're figuring that out right now. We'll make some adjustments. And I think we have to allow more, you know, during during the past three years, COVID and everything, people did start to expect flexibility. And it's something they're not willing to give up, even though it's over now. Yeah, I think it was interesting. I was talking to somebody um, in another market out West. Um, I was like John Hildebrand. I'm not sure if you know him. Um, mm-hmm. From Arizona, and he was he was putting out the question or the the you know the possibility that they people would include um, cleaning in their rate, so it wasn't a separate call out because Airbnb was going to start listing that out. And I told him I'd done that with two management companies before, and it's great in season. I think it sets you apart, and people love it because it's just one clean price and not a problem. When you get into the off season and things get really competitive, it becomes a problem. And I think my my belief that I've always sort of a, like leaned on um, is that you have to be what the market wants to be. You can't force the market to be what you want it to be. You have to be in tune with it and you have to know what the consumers want. And so you can change things, but if everybody in the market doesn't kind of go with you to that, you know, again, including it, you're just going to lose out. So, you know, to your point, Lance, being in tune with what's happening, not only in your market, but other markets is really important. And I think that that's, what's great by having a partnership with someone like wheelhouse and Ben is that they have access to all of that data and all those informations to kind of give you that, you know, you don't have to get granular on it, but that 30,000 foot view of all your competitive markets. Mm -hmm. And even just knowing, I mean, in your market, you guys have, there's a lot of, I mean, historical players that have been doing this for a long time and guests that have been coming to your area for a long time. So they know there are other ways to book reservations besides just on Verbo and Airbnb. And, you know, I know in my former role at, at Honda world, we were much more cognizant and always watching what our competitor sites were doing because that was really where the bulk of the business was going between all of us. And you know, that's changed obviously in the last few years, but that was that was important. And it's not just, I mean, I mean, whether you're including the cleaning fees, whether you're including the tax on search results, I mean, all these different things that can 
add up and you really do. It's it's almost like you have to all decide together how you're going to do it because otherwise it's misleading to the guest and you know you have to compare apples to apples. Uh, I know we would always try and make sure very clearly at the top of the search results it said, you know, this either does or does not include X, Y, and Z, so that however we were doing it at that time, it was clear if somebody's looking side by side what that looked like. So I agree with most of what you guys have stated here, um, but my viewpoint is shifting. Um, if you go back to pre-COVID, um, you know, vacation rentals were still probably properly branded as alternative accommodations. Yeah. Um, you know, we were growing and becoming mainstream. And, you know, in the 10 or 11 years I've been around this crowd now, um, I, I feel like we've, you know, I think we have become mainstream. And I believe that the consumers have gotten much more astute. Um, and people, you know, people will search multiple listing sites. They'll search many, many different ways. And at the end of the day, I really believe the consumer is smart enough to realize that this, this reservation is going to be $3,000 on this platform and 3,200 on the other and 3,150 yeah. on the other there, yeah. you know, the ones that are the ones that are putting the time into booking, which is usually mom, uh, you know, mom, mom is going to find the deal. Um, there's no doubt about it. She's been trained to do that most of her life. And mom's <laughs> going to figure out where the best price is. Should we, as an industry, should we make it easier on mom? Or are we going to keep trying to make it a complete puzzle to try and solve to have to go to all these different sites? On top of the financial side of things, something that we encountered a couple of times, aside from the cancellation policy, was the trust fa- the trust factor. I mean, as a whole, our industry is becoming more and more trusted by guests. But we, I, I think we still have a little way to go because they still think they're a little bit safer if they book with Airbnb or VRBO. We all know that there's a whole a whole group of people out there that have learned to, you know, find a feather pillow and say they're allergic to feathers and then get a refund back from Airbnb. So, I mean, there's still reasons aside. I mean, I've seen them pay a higher price and still go to the channels. So that to me says that we still have our work cut out for us because we, we don't want that obviously. Yeah. And I think as an industry, we are going to make it easier on mom to use that uh, example Um, because most people are, are, like I said, they're getting better at these searches. Um, but I, I think that um, I don't think there's anything wrong with all inclusive pricing. I think you can use that model and be fairly successful. Um, I think the most important thing is to keep it simple. Um, we typically just display rate, uh, rate taxes and cleaning, uh, you know, so the, it's, it's all there. Um, occasionally we'll get a little bit of pushback from the Airbnb channel, um, because people sometimes they just see that lowest advertised rate. Um, yeah. your might, February rate. Yeah, it might yeah. be yeah. in our yeah. market, it might be our, our February first rate when when yeah. our fifty-nine dollars a night. <laughs> exactly. Um and they put the, they plug that in for the fourth of July and like, oh it said it was as low as ninety-nine dollars or whatever. And you sometimes do some education, but mm-hmm. even most of those people are smart enough to know better. They're just playing the angle. Yeah. So I wanted to take back, go, or take back, go back to this award that you guys have won. I think, um, again, really incredible. And I'll be honest, since I've not been in property management since like 2012, so it's been a while that I've not been in the business. Um, you know, what do you, what do you think sets you apart to win this year? What do you think was the factor 
you know, was it the laundry? Was it, was it you guys stepping on doing something, you know, that, that far apart from the rest of the market or, you know, what, what advice would you give someone who wanted to win this award next year? I think the laundry, you know, it demonstrated our, our innovation, but honestly, I think so much of it has to do with our culture, our team. You know, we've, we've built this living, breathing thing that is seaside vacations and it's not just us. Um, a couple of people said to me, that was really nice that you brought your team on the stage. Well, why wouldn't I? And actually I wanted to shed a tear that the entire team wasn't there for that. So um, I, I think it's everything, but I really think that our culture sets us apart part because it's just, it's, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. And it's people. not, it's not about the, uh, it's certainly not about the, it's about the journey is what it's, it's ultimately comes That's down true. to. Um, and we started this a little over eight years ago. Um, and it has been, we've been on the hunt for excellence every single day and we've been relentless about it. Um, and we've still got room to, we've still got room to make things better and room to grow. You think? Uh, yeah, I think we all do. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I think it was uh, just becoming a well-rounded, um, organization with a great team, uh, that's involved in the community, that's innovative, um, and, and supportive and involved in the industry as well. So I, I really don't feel like there's any one particular thing. I mm -hmm. think it's the culmination of putting all of the pieces together. Um, and it, honestly, it's still sinking in. Um, but at the end of the day, when people were coming up and, you know, friends and mentors were coming up and congratulating us on the award, on the award, and I'm turning around and saying, thank, crazy. I said, thank you for helping me get yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because everybody, everybody has had a piece. Everybody's had a piece of, in getting us to where we are. Um, because we couldn't have done it so without true. all of our friends. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you guys are very humble, uh, to say the least, and authentic, and that that comes across in how you're perceived within within the industry, and certainly had a big role in why you won the award. And I'm sure at back home, that's what is ingrained in your team as well, and that makes a big difference. I was just at a um, chamber event this morning with um, Coastal Carolina University. And there are several, uh, probably about 20 graduates that were part of this accelerated class. And they met with several of us to ask questions about how to navigate the the career field and what they were going to do. And and a lot of them in marketing asked me about, you know, what, like, what should I want to do? Like, what type of marketing job do I want to have? And it was very, their questions were very tactical. And I said, you know, at the end of the day, it's less about what you actually do. And it's more about the people that you do it with. If you enjoy the culture, if the values align with your values, that that you can take menial work that you don't like and make it much better if you're doing it in the right environment. And that's definitely something that that, that I've learned. And um, I think at the end of the day, the cool thing is we're we're all in the business of making memories and creating guest experience and helping people come follow through with real estate, you know, dreams and building their investments. I and mean, there's so many good things that come of what we are doing as an actual output of the work. But, and as we always say, it's a lot more fun than selling insurance. <laughs> there could be worse things to sell. Um, but the culture is big. And I do think that we've seen more of a shift at these events to talk about culture more often, which has been a big thing. And certainly at the women's conference, I know Amy's got some great topics there about culture, professional development and how you, you know, help your teams. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I fun. think when you, when you 
realize that you have to hire for your culture and train for the job, it's a game changer. Then you suddenly find you're surrounded by all the right people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a great point. So feel free feel free to edit this part out. I'm going to create a little bit more work for the editor. Uh-oh. <laughs> How cool for the 100 collection to have back-to-back winners of the Vacation Model Manager com- Management Company of the year. Uh, oh, it's yeah. great. And we wouldn't edit that out. <laughs> no, I mean, we're, we're, editors, we're, friends if you're listening, we're friends with that group. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. And I think, again, it just shows that you have to have passion for this industry. What we do is incredibly hard. And if you're not passionate about it. Yeah. Very, very true. Very, very true. And so we were very uh, follow in their footsteps. And actually, so we've gotten to know Ginger and Hunter over, you know, the past few months a little bit better. And our journeys are very, very, very similar. The way we built our business. The yeah. way we, we have a lot in common with them. You really do. And it's, it is interesting, but I think the, the, at the core it's, it's the passion. It's the mm-hmm. passion for the business. And I had recently, you know, we got to interview um, Ginger and Hunter recently and just had to talk about their, you know, their journey. And it's exciting. And again, it's, it really makes it great to cheer on your friends, but cheer it on does. people that are good representation. I think we've, um, we've seen, you know, over the years, we've seen some people that are not good stewards of the business and don't represent what we really are. And I think, you know, that was one of the things that I felt was great about this conference was there was not any negativity at the conference. It felt so positive. It felt so inclusive. It didn't feel like anybody was worried about who was going to be on stage and who was going to say what, you know, just things. And it was great. It was just so wonderful to feel like this big warm hug. And, you know, I I'm a with so I loved all of, I yes. loved all of the, me too. the positivity of it. So again, having you guys win is just like, just to me, was like the perfect thing for the conference. It was like, these are, these are huggers. These are my people. Um, uh, so we're so, we're, yeah, we're so, we're so proud of you and so honored to call you friends, but what is, so you, you got back and you told the rest of your team that wasn't able to attend, how did they receive that? And then like, what do you, how do you set the bar like to excel and go, go past that and win again? You know, I mean, be two, maybe we two-time winners. I, I asked Ginger and Hunter that too, because they came on our show just a few episodes ago. Can you even do that? I didn't think. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you mm, can probably win again down thinking. the road. Well, to answer your question, our team was incredibly proud because. But we also made sad, it, you know, they we, weren't were there with us. But we yeah. made it very clear that they all had a significant part in that. Um, and I, and actually, as we were walking off stage with the team that we had there, um, we were not even back to our seats yet. And I was like, guys, this just set the bar. There's only mm-hmm. one way to go from here. And that's, yeah. Up. Yeah. um, so yeah, my staff probably gave me a little bit of an eye roll because, <laughs> I, um, I filled up two whiteboards of conference takeaways and, yeah. uh, they were like, uh, what's he gotten into mm-hmm. now? <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for joining us here today. This was great to recap and always happy to see your smiling faces and just excited to see you again in a month in Nashville. I know after this episode, there's going to be people that want to reach out to you, that they want to hear about more about the the, uh, laundry business, more about how you won the award. So what's the best way for anybody to reach out to you? Oh, gosh, I think the easiest way for either one of us these days is probably on LinkedIn. Um, Lance Stitcher, Elaine Stitcher, we're both pretty active in that community. Um, or Lance at SeasideVacations.Rentals or Elaine at SeasideVacations.Rentals. 
Okay, great. Well, we will include that in the show notes. And um, we'd like to say a special thank you to Revan Research for sponsoring this episode. And until next time, if anybody wants to get in touch with Annie and I, you can go to alexandanniepodcast.com. And we will see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thank you guys so much. And I will see you at Kid Rock's Honky Tonk in just a few weeks. Oh, yeah, you will. (laughs) 